welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. Another beautiful sunny day in Santa Cruz. Well, let's get right to what we did today. We had a lot going on. Well, actually, I'm getting out of myself. First of all, let's say who's here. <laughs> yes. I'm just so excited to talk about what we did. Uh, this is Eliza. Today we got Douglas. Nope. Lucas. What's good? Rich. Do check. Donut. Howdy. Justin. Yep. And Adrian. Yep. All right. So who wants to start what they did today? Who did something today? Donut. Put the Rich, what'd you do today? <laughs> Actually, I fixed a radiator on a SV1000. Okay, you win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's SV1000. Never mind. Who? No longer impressed. Replace my rear tire. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take off any fairings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, it was an S1000RR. Uh, sorry, Donut. I have to say it. Donut took I took my fairings off. <laughs> I was forced to take them off today, though. It wasn't just a... a naked bike? I hear they're all the rage. <laughs> you know, what I've gotten to the point where I use, I, I take my power drill and put it down to the one setting and use it to pull the bolts, all the screws on my fairings because it just takes, it's been so much time screwing them in. Just, I'm sure that at some point someone's going to tell me that's a really bad idea. Yeah, it's a really bad Good idea. I think John's not here. I should say we also have Bosley and Buster here. Yeah. There, there may be some There's substituting for Josie tonight. going on. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Josie all day. I wonder if she's locked in a closet or something. I don't know. Uh, what did I do today? I helped, let's see, Jake and I worked on the XL175 because I think that will become her bike this summer. If she raises enough money. So Rich Jake is 15 years old. I met her. Yeah, she's riding she the moped. So she went dirt biking with us. She loved the dirt biking. I saw the photo. And she's going to turn 16, so I'm thinking XL175. Perfect for around town, affordable for a teenager, and you could take it dirt bike riding. Perfect. So she's picking out paint colors, which we're working on that. She threw out green and blue with the red frame and it's i'm trying to corral that it's a honda isn't it yeah it should be red <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah it was a it's, it was a great red and black yeah. i don't know why you're changing it, it looked good man yeah. oh because i i spilled gas well, all it over the tank and it melted the before, rubber it's mm. a gas cap before you even paint it uh, we'll see because the gas cap i reinstalled the gas everywhere Oh, I overfilled it. That's why. It was my fault. No, well, it was the when I was doing wheelies on it, too. <laughs> that if could take be a good it point. Off, if you take it off-road, it's, it's going to ruin the paint job if you paint it. So Jake learned how to tap and thread uh, some metal today. She learned how to shift into second gear, too. She learned how to shift. Um, she uh, learned how to ease out broken bolts. Yeah. Donut had a overheat and uh, had to take everything apart to inspect it and figure out that nothing blew thankfully so now we just got to figure out why his bike is overheating should Rich? we talk about the circumstances under which it overheat okay all right we will um rich might be the guy to help problem solve that because his cbr just overheated and blew water everywhere but we'll come back to that um mike what did mike do today uh, mike oh. did a very thorough cleaning job of his bike he, every time he runs the bike, smoke comes up from inside the fairing. Yeah. 
So, so. he's trying to figure out where, why, what. Yeah, and he so he pulled off all his fairings, did a huge scrub job because it was full of road grime. And we've discovered that um, at one of the intersections for the oil cooler down there, there's a small weeping. Oh, yeah, you know, the, yeah, the concourse that you know. We're still trying to figure out how to do the timing chain adjustment. I'm still trying to clean the shop from all the grease. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He told me he vacuumed like five times. I know, and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, my heck. Um, I put a screw in the back of the DRZ400. And... Well, Donut, also you replaced the brake lever. On the TTR 125, yeah. Which took a little bit of adjustments and heat and then some muscle. Now that we're rehashing everything we did, it doesn't sound like we were that protective today. There was a lot of well, people here also, and a lot going if on. Also, if you, do I get to count my yesterday wrenching towards today's? No. No. Because yesterday I had the exploded wheel bearing. And today I've got the car back in and adjust to the point that it will actually run if all the hoses are hooked up correctly. Well, we also did chariot races today, and we yeah. also went and saw the CNC today. And I found yeah, out why so my, why my the BMW was overheating. So... And I, I did the 400 of, okay, it's not pissing oil anymore, and I found out it's not a leaking gasket on my car. I reattached the gas tank on the XL175 because I realized that the little rubber rubber bumpers that the tank attaches to were non-existent and neither were the studs that holds them in place mm. so i had to cobble together a bolt and nuts and rubber and i made that work so now we don't have to tape it on next time oh it's good oh, we don't have good. to tape it on we don't have to hotwire it next time yeah but we still might have to hotwire if somebody forgets their keys again well and mike did have to so when we Rich, when we went to Hollister, I forgot the keys, so we had to cut all the wiring and hot wire. So we did repair that. It's getting better. Oh, and then uh, Donut borrowed the rat bike, and that died on him. <laughs> that was fun. I decided it doesn't like other people. We I knew that two years ago. It just doesn't like anyone that else. For years. Because when I got on it, I went to pick it up. I got on it, and it was doing that same thing. It was really hard to start. It was like running on three cylinders. It was really boggy. I had to keep turning the choke all the way up just to get it down the road. Poor Douglas is following me, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm just blowing the light. I'm just like, you know when you got a bike in distress, you're like, screw the everyone else. I got to just keep going. And it just was like, and it died. Fuck, and it wouldn't start. Even though I had half a tank of gas, I put it on reserve. Douglas and I waited just a second. So I'm thinking foul pet cock, maybe? Most likely. Or it just doesn't like anyone else. It could be the Christine of motorcycles. Um, that would imply that it's covered in blood, too. <laughs> we don't know its history. Give us a little True. time. <laughs> yeah, give us a little time. Couple pigs, chickens, yeah, it'll run right. Um, oh, so oh, the chariot racing. Yeah. So, Richie, you know what chariot <clears throat> racing is? It's where the the milk carton. This is where we strap milk crates to the back of our mini bikes and go ride around. And we had a new guy show up today, Dave. D Dave, mm -hmm. uh, who had heard about our shop. He came by and he writes articles in a little local newspaper. So we're like, yeah, let's go do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we go down to the parking lot and... Uh, what parking lot? 
Down at the end of the street. The, the soccer park parking lot. Oh, the depot park? Yeah. <laughs> the beach parking lot isn't so full when it's not summer. And um, Lucas got to monkey for the first time. Yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Did you go over speed bumps? We didn't do the speed bumps, but those roundabout turns, they get you. He fell a few times. He tried yeah. to figure out the whole balance thing. You, you have to like lean way to the inside, I and mean, that's kind of a given, but I figured out right at the end you have to... Um, lean forward as far as you can because if you think like oh I'll just lean back and like ride it out you will just fall over backwards true so. but you also did almost uh, go forward as well at that last one like almost a face plant I'm I'm he, he's got the tuck and roll down pretty mm. good yeah <laughs> I, I guess I know how to crash but uh, it it threw me off you know two or three and four times and uh, I remember a couple times we're trying to get it started and it would just catch the ground and then it would just like <laughs> make me like stumble forward and I'd have to jump up um, before it ran me over so so basically we only got a couple practice laps in before Douglas's milk crate say dissolved to anybody watching these if you ever watching them and you see a monkey yell and wave for the driver to stop <laughs> immediately don't hold out your finger in the number one position and go one more lap one more lap <laughs> and laugh as i'm trying to get my driver stopped but is that what happened i was waving to you guys to get him to stop and i was pissed off because everybody was laughing if i had been hurt or something that could have been really bad i wasn't but my milk crate was melted to like 45 degrees. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't getting it solid on the... Uh, but I've been Is that why you're in distress? I've been screaming at you guys for like a lap and a half to tell Adrian to stop. And everybody's just laughing and chuckling away. And it just... The milk crate literally was just melting. Even though there's a rotor on the bottom, it gets so hot, it melts and it's dissolving into the ground. And like, it's funny now, haha, but like... I didn't know that's it's, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I was seriously wanting to stop like right then and there. So And it's still... And it's not Adrian's fault. He couldn't hear me. I wasn't going to dump it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had like a sprained ankle or something and needed to stop you, that would have really sucked. Maybe we need to come up with a string attached to the ear of the driver. Attach a rope <laughs> to the kill switch and have the monkey in control of <laughs> Or just the audience could hold out their hands for the driver to stop. That would yeah, be the whole uh, black flag, red flag. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, even though it's just down the, the block, we all mount up on all the mini bikes, including Donut, who hopped onto the pocket bike. And take off down the street. So catch some air on that thing, man. It's pretty I'm light. really, really wanting to do like a mini bike hooligan ride around the city one day. Just go nuts and have us just all around. And I'm thinking that if we wear funny costumes, that if we do get pulled over, that they'll just go, "What the hell?" <laughs> and not give us tickets. That's my my thought. So. Police officer logic. Costume equals no ticket. Um, next time I'm ripping it up in the hills, I'll probably wear a cape or something. See, this is my theory. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you ever seen Incredibles? No capes. Yeah, no capes. Yeah, no capes. No capes. <laughs> no capes. It could be fun. Costume equals crazy, man. Pretty much. So, Lucas, do you have a porn pick for us? I, in fact, do. Uh, I was looking at... What city are we looking at this Phoenix. time? Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. Um, what deal under $500 did you find? Well, Rich suggested Phoenix, and um, I was looking at all this stuff here. My brother actually lives really close 
uh, to Phoenix because he goes to uh, school out there. And he expressed interest in getting a dirt bike just because it's all desert and you can ride around wherever you want. So I was looking at dirt bikes and I found this awesome deal. It's a 1999 YZ400F for 500 bucks, And it doesn't start, but it looks like one of those deals where the guy is just like, it's in my garage. I don't know. Get rid of it, right? So... Um, it's, it says here, bike will not start, but this could be a great project bike. Strip it down and use the parts. Do whatever you want with it. Looking to get it out of the garage for $500. Even if you just part it out, it's worth more than $500. It looks like a good bike. Yeah. So what's the catch here for $500? It's out of state. Is it stolen? Well, but if you live in Arizona, it's in state. Well, we don't. <laughs> but um, a lot of people do. Yes. Yeah, actually, Dustin does bring a point. It might be stolen. Um, depends on the VINs. But, well, assuming would, it's legit, it'd be a good deal. Well, yeah. the thing is, how do you how, <laughs> how do you, do you find out it's legit? For five hundred bucks, you can't go. Oh, let me grab the vins on it and yeah, sure you I can. Mean, sure, because it'll be there when you get back and it's stolen. Yeah. Who says you can't check it if it's five hundred bucks? You know, you should be able to buy a legit bike no matter how much it is. Yeah, I mean, like just because it's five hundred bucks, you just be like, no, just take it. I'd be like, no, I want to make sure it's not stolen. I mean, it's not, you know, it's got a VIN on it. If you go there and it's scratched off, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I'd say the only flag here is it doesn't say anything about paperwork. But do people talk about paperwork with dirt bikes as much as they do with street bikes? Um, mostly the green sticker, red sticker. Uh, yeah, there's you know. Pink in hand. That's it's it's different out there in Arizona, though. I don't know what well, their deal is. Yeah, I don't know how bikes are registered in Arizona. The honor system, dude. <laughs> the whole it doesn't run thing. This is another one of those things where they're being vague and not maybe giving all the information. Well, it could just be they don't know what they're looking for, and you could pay off because it's just a foul plug. Exactly. It's That's definitely the type of ad that gets my, my interest, and it does sound like this could be, I just want it out of my garage, come and get it. Yeah, this could be a roommate abandoned it, and person selling it off sort of stuff. And i definitely check that out. <clears throat> Who do you think is the wife selling it? No. Divorced husband. You see those. No. I don't know what it is. Just come and get it out of the garage. <laughs> Give me $100. Before he comes back. Yeah. Not with what Arizona's been passing recently with their legislation. <laughs> hey, as long as you don't look, like, dark, you should be fine. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not a Mexican, you can get away with murder. So, in, uh, so if... And, to, and Florida. If you're in Phoenix, check that out. You said YZF? Yeah, it's a YZ... Uh, no, I don't. It wasn't a YZF. It was YZ400. YZ400. That looks like a good deal. Check it out. So let's talk about what happened last night. Who wants to take this one? One of the vampires? Because sure. three of you here participated, and one of us, being me, sort of participated. It was a good you time because you didn't hold the hose like I asked you to. <laughs> I offered to spritz. <laughs> Spritzing is not the hose. <laughs> so you want to say what we did last night? Uh, last night we had a uh, naked ride around Santa Cruz. So yeah. We meet a recycle and you strip down, get on your bike, and you go through a lead ride. Uh, through It's a jaunt through downtown Santa Cruz. And then we meet at a hot tub afterwards. And usually February is the month. It's usually January. Because of the cold weather. Right. The last couple of years yeah. it hasn't been that cold, but <laughs> oh, it's it supposed to be to like uh, 40s was a, one year. But last night it was what, a bomby kind of 58. What was it? Yeah, like that. it was quite enjoyable after you get going. <laughs> yeah, it was a really nice ride. Actually, you get pretty comfortable, and you don't even think about it when you're riding the bike. Mm-hmm. 
And for the curious, naked means boots, boots helmets, helmets, gloves, and that's it. Yeah, it's it is legal in Santa Cruz City yep. anyway, as long as you're not uh, drawing attention to yourself or acting in a lewd or what they say. How, how is riding in a big group of motorcycle riders not drawing attention to yourself? You're not drawing attention to your junk. The, yeah. <laughs> so you can draw attention to yourself as a motorcycle rider, as long, but not as a naked as person. As long as you're not standing on the tank waving your junk around. The coat or, yeah, who did that? <laughs> For sexual gratification, <laughs> not me. Right. No way. So, by by the the cal- by the penal code, you would have to be able to prove that it was for sexual gratification at some level. Right. That being said, it would be very difficult to prove, particularly if you didn't stop moving. Or you'd visit a motor. As as a safety officer has <laughs> found out in the past, but. Um, I wasn't there because for four years running, apparently you didn't want. You the keep big, trying big, to pawn this shit off. Oh on no, us. it's no, your own no. fault, dude. Oh come on, uh, forum, bar, Facebook, um, word of mouth, just talking to us you, on a regular basis. You could basis. ask too. January comes around. Hey, vampires, uh, when's the yeah, naked yeah. ride coming up? Oh, oh actually, well, yeah. it's on this date, Justin. Held it the three days I was out of town one year. Held it the week I was out of town. You I just, just don't want to show your junk. That's all. You know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's and the only event I haven't made yet. True. So you have the mystery of the ginger. <laughs> if you want to come next year and spritz. Well, no one took me up on spritzing? that. Show water, you want to be watered down Show for you? For watered you? down? Yeah, water balls right there. <laughs> when you're naked? Yeah. Just in, in, the, in the night? <laughs> so I have been war- I have been asked by the FAA not to be not wear shorts near airports. Because they distract low-flying planes, that glow in the dark. Oh god! Well, <laughs> see, we, we'll put you like in mid-pack as like a beacon. Um, but no, we had good response. Um, that's um, we had a cup. We had a dude come down from. Oh, oh Burlingame! Burlingame! Yeah, and then we had a couple friends come up from come down from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like Donut to share his yes. experience on the Why ride. Don't you tell us what this happened was last your night. First year doing the ride. We got pretty happy, so I was revving the engine because you know a little more you know reaction from the crowds, and um, the don't draw attention to yourself part. Right, right. Uh, I think I missed that meeting, but anyway, at the end of the ride. Um, my bike just decided to blow up on me and um not quite the end of the ride right close toward close to the end of the ride <laughs> you overheated yeah yep. yeah did you get that all over you downtown you on pacific <laughs> avenue yeah. Yeah. right by the liquor store there's these buckets of um fluid that i assume was um coolant and not other bodily fluids maybe he just pissed himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, well, pouring down around his bike. Well, Leif could tell you if I pissed myself because uh, <laughs> I pulled over and uh, Leif comes over on his bike and he goes, "Hey man, if you're okay with the gayness, jump on back." <laughs> and uh, we did it. It wasn't gay until that point. <laughs> no, no he called it gayness. <laughs> Not to bite. The, the crowd. Not to resp- bite. No, it wasn't gay. It was spooning. Yeah. When, <laughs> when the crowd responded with "Brokeback Motorcycle," <laughs> that's when it got. There. <laughs> <laughs> and the moral of the story is don't overheat your Leif, Leif has a nice butt I mean yeah. he got to cuddle with Leif um, he's got a nice bod yeah, can't say does. I regret it that's that's so yeah. there was quite a few hard bodies at the um, naked ride this year and then uh, so I'm curious though because you said that Dave who was fully dressed offered you a ride first 
Well, Leif just like <laughs> jumped in front of me and was just like, let's hit it. And I was like, let's do it, man. <laughs> you, pretty boy, on the back. <laughs> well, didn't didn't Megan say that uh, when uh, we rolled up, she almost creamed herself? <laughs> <laughs> she, she she was uh, yeah there was a little bit, too, bit of a fantasy she was seeing <laughs> in real life <laughs> two hot bods on one motorcycle spooning yep. that was awesome and then we came back and ended up with you can't a nice make this stuff up <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, we so got quite a few twitter responses too the ride goes to the hot tubs first where they warm up and then come back here and we all hang out like, and have a bonfire. Was, yeah, downtown, then to the hot tubs <laughs> where the gear truck is waiting um, with all our clothes and stuff. So we got to dress, go inside, and then undress again. Yeah, so it's illegal to walk into a business naked. Even though it's a naked establishment, once you're inside, you have to. So in, you have to get dressed on the, the business sidewalk. Is done, you can't in. show your business. <laughs> and then you can undress Only in, in there. Only in Santa Cruz. Wow. Yeah, they didn't like it when I walked into Well Within naked. <laughs> the first year I went. Yeah, the, the one year that Douglas didn't I went, know. I left my stuff on the couch here, and I was I was inside taking a piss when they were explaining what goes on. You're supposed to take your clothes, put them in a bag, put them in the truck. I missed that part. I left them on the, the on thing the here, not, remember, not remembering that we were going to meet over that Pergolesi and then oh, walk to the Well no. Within. So I'm out there by myself and naked. Luckily, someone... <laughs> Had a towel. All the clothes are out of the truck. He's like, where are my clothes? Like, what? <laughs> As we're trying to go into the well within. And so, uh, yeah, that was a... Um, <laughs> Awkward a moment. A humbling moment. <laughs> Didn't you just take a towel and wrap the towel around I gave him in? my sweatshirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> It's very awkward. <laughs> but you, you learn. You Hysterical. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so it was a good time. Yeah, and for the curious, in the history of the event, we have had people crash before. When it was raining. Two, yeah, two that I know of. Yeah. Kyle Kyle crashed one year uh, when he was going over the train tracks. Is that was his name Kyle? Yeah. That's the guy I was trying to tell you guys about last night. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I can't remember what he was riding, um, but he told me he crashed because he was going on the street that's uh, that runs by the boardwalk. They have uh, like a couple tram tracks or train tracks or whatever, and I think it was like wet or misty or something, and he didn't hit them perpendicular. He kind of hit them parallel, and he yeah. lost the front wheel, and he exactly. went down he butt-ass like right, naked. right behind me, so I didn't... This was the first ride that I left my clothes here, <laughs> and he was right behind me, and I didn't even know until later that until I, when I saw him with all the rash on him. Did he get road rash over oh, his yeah, butt? On his, no, <laughs> on his knees and elbows and hands and stuff. And then, like, what, in August this last year, Megan and I were down in San Luis Obispo for the Vampire's Slow Rally and ran into him there. And we're like, you're the guy! <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the guy, the guy who stacked butt naked. <laughs> I never knew who it was. I, never He's, I asked him if he was coming this year and he said no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's take a moment and hear a word from our sponsor, Modo Bandido. When they said I had to wear a helmet, I went along. When they said I had to have headlights and blinkers, I said, all right. Now I say enough is enough. Who are they to say I can't take my infant on my motorcycle? Well, now they can't. Thanks to Modo Bandido's new fuck the law baby seat, for motorcycles. What's the point of putting baby behind you where they can't see a damn thing? This is the time to expose your child's developing brain to the experience and freedom of the open road. That's why Moto Bandito Fuck the Law Baby Seat uses a front mounting system utilizing your existing headlight mounts. 
It comes with a built-in HID light with extended wiring that plugs right into your existing headlight socket. It also features race technology five-point harness system to keep them safely strapped in and secure. Now I know what you're thinking. How am I supposed to go riding down the street with a baby strapped to the front of my bike and not get pulled over? Well, here's where we pull one over on the man. This kit employs a brand new patented Moto Bandito camouflage system. Dress them as dogs. You see, we've taken a safety suit and covered it in fur. Our DOT approves helmet is disguised as a dog's head. What kind of dog? Any kind you like. We have Beagle, Pug, Terrier, and even Bulldog for those big bone children. And now for preemies, we have Chihuahua. Now is the time to start forming memories and a bond between you, your child, and your bike that will last a lifetime. All of this is now possible thanks to the Moto Bandito Fuck the Law Baby Seat. You will remember forever the bonding experiences you and your infant will have out there on the open road, free from any trouble from the man. We're back. <laughs> so, Rich, you're our special guest here today. I'm going to give you a little more of an introduction. So, I've known Rich uh, since I first moved here. <clears throat> you were introduced to me. This is almost like 10 years ago, dude. And you've been one of my riding buddies. Um, who, yeah, I was first going out with you and Tayward and a bunch of the guys. Um, and you've always been my go-to for getting the group together. We go to the motorcycle show to events you kind of organize the the happenings races yes we get, get, we us get to really the races. good parking because of you <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah you're kind of like a, a figure in the in our community here an organizer of events so that's why i've always uh, appreciated everything you do and you started working on your bikes in your garage, <clears throat> kind of like I started doing. And then you went, last year, became a full, almost full-time mechanic working out of your garage. Mm -hmm. Unlike me, who works for free, part-time. <clears throat> um, you got your degree in... What do you call it? Mechanicking? <laughs> no. Do, uh, do, you have a do, you have a thing on the wall, didn't you? Yeah, it's it's it was just a correspondence course. I, I know. I think that's awesome. Well, okay. A correspondence course in motorcycle mechanics. Yeah. Um, but you've always been into sport bikes. So you get like a new R1, what every two years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um. I am not as tapped into sport bikes and performance. And I made a comment a few podcasts ago about how I think a lot of the performance enhancements on bikes are kind of malarkey. And I think people just like to spend money to feel like they're going faster. I equate it to when you're five and you get a new pair of sneakers and you're pretty sure you can beat everyone on the block no, they've now. They've proven that in the Sandlot. It's in all the peer-reviewed journals. <laughs> but... You really do get into the the, the the finesse of the performance um, on street bikes. So I wanted to get your take on it. So let's talk about 
uh, sport bikes, we can do dirt bikes, any biking and performance upgrades. Is it worth it? What isn't worth it? What things do people really need and what things do people really not need? Um, do you, what do you, so what do you see out there? What, what mods have you done on your R1? Let's talk about that. Oh, what haven't I done? Right. <clears throat> um, let's see, the first mod I did was the exhaust. I took the catalytic converter out. Well, uh, on most street bikes made in California today, they just choke them up to death. The airs, the intake air is restricted, and the, uh, the exhaust is restricted. They have uh, three or four smog devices on every new bike they produce. Is it's this ridiculous. California models? Okay, yeah. so. California Air Resources Board, CARB. Yeah, CARB. Yep. Sets those standards. It's ridiculous, especially yeah, which, on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Considering the California market, um, they're starting to just make one model, make it for California, and everybody else gets screwed too. Oh, wow. That's pitiful. Because, you know, that's the worst performance mod you could do to a bike is mm -hmm. choke it up like that. So the first thing I do is I get a free-flowing air filter. I put a power commander on it to readjust the fuel injection to get a lot richer because they lean it out way who, who is that guy who told me that the bikes aren't lean? <laughs> you, Roland, you were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> you were totally wrong. They, they starve them so much, they they hesitate at, you know, cruising speeds. I mean, it's, it's like riding a buck and bronco, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to keep that thing smooth. And then they plug up the, the exhaust with a catalytic converter and may, maybe two or three of them. And the oxygen they, sensors and everything, too. So um, the first thing I do is I just open up the breathing. Because when you run a motor lean, it runs really hot. And you, hit, you run the risk of burning the internal parts of the motor, especially the exhaust valves. So you're saying it's running lean because it's being so restricted. It's being so choked up. Yeah. They, I can't remember what it is, but there's like one type of pollution that they can't have, and they have to choke it all the way down. Uh, NO2, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because um, most modern bikes. I think they pollute twice as much than a modern car in like one out of six categories, and yet they're still breaking our balls because they can, you know. Um, that's because they don't want to go after the major polluters right now. Right, because well, we don't have representation. Everyone no, has cars. Motorcycles are like a pleasure item. Um, no, cars are not actually the gross polluters anymore. Really? No, uh, it's farm machinery. Oh snap! I thought it was yeah. trucks. trucks. No, they them are not that bad. It's farm machinery. Farm machinery. Yeah, and they can't really go after those because our food prices will start going climbing, which they're going to do anyways with the drought. But yeah, they just won't want to touch it yet. Oh, uh oh, Bosley's in the corner eating I something. Smell hot dog. What did? What did? This is. No, th that's Buster's he's, gas. He's behind a motorcycle. Munching away. Munching away. Is it? I hope it's not a dead possum. Ew. Well, wait a couple hours and you find out. <laughs> it, it could, yeah, it's probably poop. <laughs> All right, let's uh, back to the sorry, performance mod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a little off topic. Biggest performance mod you can make on your bike. Okay, this is it. This is it. This is the top, the one I'd recommend for everybody. Do a track day. <laughs> I'm oh, not kidding. You, you, the performance mod is the rider. The rider. Yes. Okay. okay. Modify the rider because you learn so many bad habits 
by listening to friends, you know, how, to, how do you ride on a track? Or I'm taking I mean, how do you ride on the street? That's yeah. a really good point. You're talking yeah. like, like, what do they run, like three, four hundred dollars now? No, they're cheaper. You can get ones for like 150, 200 bucks. Yeah, um, they're having trouble, like, modifying or filling the grids. So they're, you know, competitive price now. That's the biggest performance mod you can make on your bike, is you. I love that. It's huge. Um, the reason it's so cool is because you don't have to worry about traffic or debris or, you know, they Cops. take away all the hazards. And the tar snakes in the road. Yeah. 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 And Deer. If you go to a track day where they have instructors, you know, one-on-one -on -one instructors, they give you such good advice because they're out there teaching that stuff you know, yeah. day after day, and they know how to ride really well. It's really frustrating. You're going around a corner of 140, and the instructor will turn around on his bike and point to where he wants your front tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going, Jesus, I can't go any faster than this. <laughs> he's, he's clearly uh, been riding with Antonio. <laughs> yes. I was actually about to bring that up, um, that some of the schools also do advanced rider training, which yes. is more street-oriented. Um, one of the my favorites is Zoom Zoom. So, what what exactly is different about advanced rider training compared to like a track day instruction? Uh, track day is focused on the racing aspects. The advanced rider courses are MSF plus plus. Well, I mean, what exactly do you need a track to do that for? Um, so you can focus on control of the bike rather okay. than, and again, remove all the distractions. Well, because I figured street riding would be about external factors, like what else is going on around you, but there isn't any of that on a track. No, on, a, on a track day or a, a training day, you learn the, the limits of yourself and the machine you're riding. Yeah. And that's important to know. You, you have to know both those things, because if you don't know the limits of the bike or your limits, you're gonna, you could go past them easily. Yeah, he's got a point, because two-thirds of the time you spend in a classroom. So that's really where you're, you're benefiting. The, the one I like is 3Js at Sears Point, because okay. it's a charity. Ooh, mm -hmm. Even better. They take all the pros. It's the, the 3Js are the, I forget their names. They're all named, they all have a J oh. name. But they're the owners of the track. And they, every once, you know, four or five times a year, they'll have uh, 3J's track day. And all the proceeds go to charity for local kids hmm. there in Sonoma. And it's just fun for them. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, they just, they enjoy it. They give you free lunch. They usually have, um, they usually invite racers as instructors. And they'll fall, you know, you got almost one-on-one -on -one training. That yeah, cool. that's, wow. I'm, I'll admit I am biased to Zoom Zoom because, well, it's a charity for friends and people I know. <laughs> so. That's okay. Charity yeah. is a charity, you know. But, you know, and it's only like $250. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no excuse not to do them. There is a gear issue. Um, you can get away without suit. Uh, some will do suit rentals. Well, oh, yes. Wait, wait. You have to have full leathers or zip together leathers. Yeah. No, you can do it in an aero stitch. Well, yeah, that would be a full suit. Sorry. So, okay. Yeah. But which is where I was going to go with that is that you need to have um, what Zoom Zoom did um, is that they allow zip together ta textiles, hmm. as opposed to you don't have a have to because a lot of these places you need to have a race suit, or I mean a stitch is pretty much a race suit for for old people racing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's well. Some of the fastest guys I know wear stitches. Um, that's because they're old people. Right, they yeah. old daily commuters. Yes. <laughs> yes, the gentleman in the corner raising his hand. I'm an old dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a trio of motorcyclists up on the hill. Um, I call them like the horsemen uh, because the ponytail. Yeah, the, the great ponytail. 
He's on a on a speed triple, I think, and he's got a gray ponytail that comes that, that sticks out of the back. And unless uh, you, you might alternate because these are Beamer riders. Oh, all right. Um, and yeah, I was on my VFR, and I consider myself an okay rider. Um, and I would see them on my commute every once in a while during the summer. I would see them for about thirty seconds of my rear view, and then for about two turns, and. I would try and keep up with them. It wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just let them go ahead. I would actively try and keep up with these guys, and they would utterly toast me. I'd finally caught a couple glimpses of them, and yeah, it's you know these old BMW GSs, and sure enough, long gray ponytail. Now, the thing which brings us to the second point would be, I would lay odds that they're pretty close to stock. That those bikes they're on, I would lay really good odds that they've had no performance mods. That's why training. Is the yep. best performance mod. Yeah. So, what else have you done on your bike performance-wise? Well, you were telling us recently about the suspension. Tell us about that. What you did on the R1 yeah. last time I was over there. My second recommendation for performance mods is suspension. We had Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be my. Other than the person one, I was going to lead with suspension. Like engines, yeah. leave alone. Everything else, tires, suspension. Yeah. The <clears> suspension <throat> was a, a, a game changer for me. Um, I had left it stock, and it felt like it was raking down, like the front end was low and the back end was high. And uh, Phil swept, flopped that around. And mm-hmm. when I first got on it, I went, damn, this feels weird, because it was, the front end was up and the back end was down. And uh, he, um, can't remember what he did. I, I wrote it down so I'd remember it, but he adjusted everything. You know, he's a whiz, it's an art form, for crying out loud. And at first I wasn't too sure, and then I went on a couple of uh, weekend rides up in the mountains. Huge difference, huge. I mean, the front end uh, confidence was double. Right. Yeah. Uh, For the dirt bikes, um, again, I bring them through. It's I think it's one of Phil's disciples, basically. Um, Rich, the other Rich. uh, No, Jason Haas. Okay. Haas suspension, and yeah, he he'll do basic setups and he'll give you a new bike. He'll take it, tweak, 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 tweak. You have a new bike that just floats on the ground. I've done suspension tuning. You know, you get the the static sag and you adjust what you can. But it's an art form. Yeah, and you it's an really art form I don't have. You really got a lot of experience. Yeah, what Antonio said? Because Antonio races a lot. He teaches Zoom Zoom. He did 36. Yeah, that's why he's not here today working on his TTR that Donut broke. So... In his conversation, that you listening to the conversation, he goes to his suspension, Jason, and says, "It needs to have and fill in the blank." And Jason says, "No." And he goes, "But he says, all right." And he goes and does it. And the problem gets worse. And he says, "You ready to do it my way?" And what Antonio has reported to us is that pretty much, if he decided to do it, you know, Jason's way in the first place, that the suspension guys who actually do suspension and that's all they do, it's it, it, there, there's a it, there's. There's probably the, the sacrificing of chickens and reading of entrails or something going on. Well, yeah. I watched Phil. He, he takes the front end, and he'll bounce it and watch it. Mm-hmm. Do it two or three times. He'll make a couple adjustments, bounce it again. He goes, okay, this done. I'll admit, yeah. I've seen him in action. I don't <laughs> understand what he's doing. And we did... Douglas, were you here for the suspension workshop? I was here for the suspension workshop. I didn't understand a thing he said. He was trying to explain suspension and rake, and 
I don't know all these things, and I didn't. It went over my head. It's voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's black magic. It may be. It's a lot magic. of physics yeah. in it because you got three or four variables happening at the same time. And every one that you adjust affects the other one. Yes. Yeah. And I swear, there are times like uh, I'll see him. I'm like, oh, hey, can you check out my bike? He'll walk up to it with like a matchstick and say, all done. It's like, what did you do? <laughs> what? I don't know what he just did. <laughs> That's why you have experts. You didn't mm-hmm. see the fairy dust you pull out of his pocket. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so, all right, so uh, rattle off just a bunch more of the, the, the mods. Uh, tires, t- tires, like you said, are pretty important. Steering um, dampeners. Yeah, that's important. It's not a dampener, Eliza. It's not getting wetter. <laughs> damper. Um, a damper, sorry. It's yeah. a damper. Okay. Um, steering dampers are definitely important, but I don't know if they're... You know, a good maintenance. I mean, a performance mod. If you don't have a steering damper on a on a leader bike and you hit a bump under under the throttle, you're gonna get a head shake. You won't believe. Because I I know because I had a steering damper go bad. Oh wow! And it's just man, it's scary. All right, so let me hit you with this. Uh, I am. Uh, let's say I'm one of those ignorant people that assumes that all of the research and development at say Yamaha or Kawasaki. It, the you know results in this awesome new sport bike that's ready to go out the door. Why is it then all these things have to be done to it? Why doesn't it come out perfect? They cheap out, yo. Is that what it is? A lot of the times they just cheap out and they don't use the best components to lower the base price. I mean, if you want to buy a super fancy Duke, it's going to be like thirty grand because it's got straight out of the box Olins and dampers and all this kind of crazy crap, you know? He's got a point. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a neighbor who had a 996 SPS and it had full Olins on it and it was all set up for racing. He let me ride it on a road old SoCal, uh, SoCal San Jose mm-hmm. Road and I was just totally amazed with that suspension cheaping out on parts is a compromise that the factory has to do yeah. to keep the cost down because Olin's shocks are the best in the world but there's also the most expensive in the world now it, I thought it was really great when Yamaha bought Olin's I was like, oh boy, Yamaha's <laughs> gonna have Owens. Yeah, Owens on everything. They didn't do that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> they sold to you separate. The other part is that Yamaha bought Owens. Yamaha wants you to buy Owens shocks. Of course. Why would Yamaha put Owens on the shocks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good point. I yeah, mean, it's a separate money maker. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, separate a lot of this aftermarket well, stuff is still there. There's still linkages back and. It gives lots of guys excuses to about why they're not quick. <laughs> <laughs> that well, he had hit Olin shocks. That's why he beat me. Right. No, no. I, it's, well, he was crazier in the corners. That's yeah. <laughs> I did a track day with that guy with the nine nine six, and we swapped bikes. Cut my lap time by ten seconds. Just from the R one. Just no, I was on a Jixer. Okay. But just riding his bike was ten seconds less on the lap. I was going. You're kidding me. Okay, so but that brings up the point. I don't argue that these performance mods are crucial on a track. Absolutely. But on the street. The bike is much more capable than you are on the street. I think it comes from the factory more capable. Yes, unless you're doing something really stupid. Like that guy said in uh, Why We Ride, if my elbow's on the ground, it's part of the crash. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you're doing something stupid on the street, like trying to race somebody, you don't need to do that. Yeah, that's when. That. That's the only time that a, a performance mods are doing any good. I don't even think they'll do any good there. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's that they said? Um, riding on the track is a test of your skill. Riding on the streets a test of your nerve. Yeah, you know? I'd buy that. <laughs> like, does it really that. matter? I when I first. Um, when I first got back and started riding, I was on the concourse, and uh, I got in a lot, a lot of impromptu street races. Um, until there was a point where I was 101 South, just south of SFO, splitting lanes between a tanker and a cargo truck at speeds that were in the triple digits on a sport touring bike on a concourse. Do you have bags on it? Yes. Oh, snap. Um, at which point I realized it wasn't about who was faster. It was about who was crazier. And I was winning nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So that being the case, yes, it's if, at the ultimate level of this, who's crazier? Yes, who's more willing to die? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had a, a club member who um, would routinely school people on a Vespa 200 yeah. um, because he's just batshit. And... and <laughs> I assume we're talking about Barrett. I was going to leave a name out of it, but yes. And I think his, his crowning achievement was his speeding ticket on that Vespa. Do you remember what that speeding ticket, what that number was? Oh, crap. Um, I'm trying to remember if this is the one that was over triple. Over, uh, I thought it was like 102 or 106. Something like that, yeah. On a Vespa 200. <laughs> Yeah. That he didn't he ride that to Mexico and back? Oh, he's ridden that all over the yeah. I think he's done Canada, Mexico, cross country and back and yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just the point. um I remember going around the fish hook um thing I was all badass and he cuts my inside, scrapes his floorboard and takes off. <laughs> it's like uh, okay. <laughs> um Rich, I have a question for you. Okay, so on my old bikes, like these 70s bikes, the quality of the tires and the quality of the shocks and, and all that, to me, isn't as important because I'm not going to push that bike. So I don't invest in those things on that. On my Versus, though, I do. That's why I don't work on that. I take it to you. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's done right. Maybe if your advice is I should invest some more money on that, because I looked into putting a power commander on, putting an aftermarket exhaust. What I was finding on the forum said that you don't get that much of a, a bump in power. It's not worth that money invested. No, you don't. Y- it's not about power. <laughs> so a lot of people do it for sound. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, in terms of exhaust, I would do it just for the weight reduction, you know. That too. It feels good. Like, I have a full system on my well, uh, if, 600R. If weight it reduction feels good. is what my goal is, and I should just... <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, um, I know, like, performance cyclists, uh, I was in picking up a Camelback part, and this guy was there, and the sales clerk was trying to upsell him with, like, magnesium bearings or something like that. And the guy just looks him in the face and goes... Okay, how much weight savings would I have with him? And he's like, 1.7 ounces. And the guy goes, I'll skip the burrito that morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so don't, eat, don't eat so much for breakfast. So, what modifications would you recommend that I should do to that bike? If it feels okay, throttle wise, you know, at all, well, all I'll, the range. I'll be honest, I, I don't know the difference. 
Like you might find that it's choppier in the lower end until you put a power commander on. I mean, there are plenty of people who can make well, you custom maps that smooth out. Talking about the older bikes that are carbureted no, still. No, I'm talking about the versus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, in terms of power commander, I don't think it's as much uh, as like horsepower gains as it is just making your bike not run crappy because we live in California. I, so. I would say that you wouldn't, um, and I'm now going to assault somebody else in the room. I wouldn't do it because you don't have a penis size issue. That's a good point because that is one of my I mean, theories. That. <laughs> Yeah, it is. That's a good theory. A lot of guys do it for sound. Yeah, if I you mean, are a mechanic, the, the, the chit to get out of my foot out of my mouth is if you are a mechanic and that's what you do for fun is to tune a vehicle. If that's your enjoyment, people come here to make a vehicle work. I mean, that's the enjoyment por- portion of it. Right. Then, yes, I can understand trying to tune a bike to the nth degree as a matter of for the result of just for the, the bike itself. I had a, a very experienced rider who followed Grom, yourself, and myself down Highway 9 and said that that was the fastest he ever traveled on 9 and he lost us. Right? It's not about the bike. Well, for me, I don't. it's not about adding horsepower. As, as Rich said, by being faster might mean different tires or... Suspension. I've always, suspension yeah, I mean, I've always you know, made it comfortable for me. Re- not going faster, but retaining your speed in the corners. Yeah. Um, I've never thought I needed a, sta- a steering damper, but um, yet when Nock rode my my triple, the 79, he said, oh, yeah, I could use a, a damper. And I'm like, oh, really? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't think I've ridden a bike with a damper to know what I'm missing. I don't know. They're they're pretty fun. They're pretty good. Yeah, well, stop eating yeah, hamburgers like and push yourself. Four hundred dollars, though, man. I was looking at. You can buy some really? used ones for real cheap, man. Can I just take one off the screen door and use that for the DRZ and on eBay? They're like uh, three hundred, four hundred. I am really, really hesitant to put anything that is cheap on my motorcycle. <laughs> you buy a Beamer, nothing but, is and cheap. And you break them. The the cost of failure. The, the repercussions for failure because you got a cheap damper off of e- off of eBay because you don't know what you're getting on the other end. The, the, the repercussions for having any part on your bike fail, particularly riding how most of the people in this room ride, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I, well, nice example, like a cheap petcock. Um, you know, okay, you saved like a dollar or two. Um, person I know. Sometimes uh, it's twenty or forty. Yeah. Okay, twenty yeah. or forty. Um, but they're having problems with their engine, and what had happened is the petcock had a slight leak in it. Um, so it completely filled and drained into the cylinders, into the bottom of the engine, full of gas. Um, just because they saved. Yeah. Hmm? Hydrolog. Yeah. Because they saved twenty dollars. Or. So what mods would you recommend for my Versus, or do you think it's fine the way it is? If you don't have a problem with the throttle response, yeah. either around town at all, then I wouldn't even bother with it. I don't have a problem with the throttle response on my rat bike. I don't really <laughs> notice these things. Versus I've ridden your versus get get up and go. All right. I've ridden your versus and it doesn't seem like there's any dead spots in the performance. No, it's fine. It's pretty so, linear. Yeah, it's it's a pretty nice bike. I I would modify it. Okay, how about Donut here, who has a CBR F2. It's an F3. It's F3. No, F3. 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 That's okay, right. an F3. Right in the middle. Just average it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has lots of dead spots. What would I'm you recommend for right? his bike? Yeah. yeah, it's carburetor. When I'm up in uh, six gear on the freeway, 
and I add some gas. It lags. Bogs. It bogs. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in sixth gear? <laughs> I know how fast on you go. On the freeway. You know how fast I go? How fast do I go? I know how fast that thing goes on in six gear. How fast does it go? What, you're going to be bottoming at 75, 75, 80 there? Okay. Sixth? All right. Right. Again, I guess I guess I shouldn't have uh, exposed six myself gear is there. overdrive for fuel efficiency, Justin. Uh-huh. Like I said, mm. what are you doing at six gear? It, it's it's six gear. Long. It's geared at 5,000 is around 65 miles per hour. See? Six for seven. <laughs> So, so I'm not going to say I've been hitting the hundreds, but, you know. What, that's we'll, in we'll your leave sweet it at that. spot, right? Yeah, if you, you're cruising yeah, around yeah. 65 or 70, you go to roll it on, and it just hesitates. Yeah. Dumped you don't want fifth. that. Yeah. Here's <laughs> <laughs> fourth, even. Yeah. If you want to still even go, at those speeds, it, it, it really, like you said, it bogs. It just it takes mm-hmm. time. Clean your carbs, and dog. I, I know exactly what you're saying. I encountered this on Mike's concourse last night when we, or yesterday when we went riding, and I was passing cars when I had opportunity. We went up one to Half Moon Bay, and he would just stay stuck behind cars. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, later we switched bikes, and I had that thing in sixth gear, and I'd go to pass car, and I'm like, holy crap. It ain't going to pass anything in this gear. Jump down a fifth. It was. It had all the power I needed down there. So, yeah, maybe right, well, it's getting, finding the right We're getting hung up on the gears because well, I've tried it fourth, fifth, sixth. It doesn't matter. It bogs when I'm at high speeds. You, with an older bike, you, you got to find the, the power band. What was Blame Steve's bike? Adjust it accordingly to what speed. Uh, CBR, something with Repsol plastics. Well, right. you can you can get so, rid of that dead spot. I, I rode that want. for about two weeks. Yeah, how would I go about doing that? Well, there's a lot of stuff you can do with the carbs. Um, um, if you can raise the needle, that'll give you more fuel. I don't know if it's too much fuel or not enough fuel. So I'd play oh. with the needles first. Tell them what we found today when we were bench testing it. What do we find? The temperature readings on the exhaust pipes, the headers. Oh, one is burning a lot hotter than the others. That's too lean. Yeah, that's lean. Yeah. So you need to I... put more gas into that. Okay. So um, either main jets, plot, were you revving it? Or was yes. it just idling? Uh, idle and rev, I believe. Both. Okay. So something's wrong with that one cylinder if it's running hotter than the rest. It's running too lean. We were trying to replicate the overheating problem ah. and put a temperature gauge on there. And we were getting like 170, 186, like... 330. 330, Jeez. and then like 220. This is a you, you, not a completely accurate reading. But no, but still, still it's, it's that much of a delta. Huge. No, but, I mean, that is a tool that we use. It isn't bad to mention because we talk about tools we use. We have one of those. Just a little heat. Uh, laser. Laser. Thermometer thingy. Mm-hmm. Infrared gun, yeah. Raytec gun. Ray, yeah, Raytec 9 volt. I, I don't know. Operated. I can't recall if the F3 has constant velocity. Yeah, it has CV cards. So it might be, I don't know if you can get access to the top. Just pop the top. Oh, sorry, That's pop right. the top off, and just play with the needle. Okay. Raise yeah, it up you have two, to, and then put it all back together, all the same, and put it back together. You have to pull the whole module out to get to the needle. It's actually just one solid piece uh, that's, uh, I think, stuck together, and you have to pull out the whole carburetor module and separate it. It's really annoying. And like, you're not telling them to do just the one carb to do them all. Yeah, yeah just right. pull them and, and clean them and adjust them all at the same time. I mean, it's a really big pain in the ass on that bike. Yeah, I hate carburetors because it takes so long to work on them. Usually you have to disassemble the whole damn mm-hmm. top of the bike. As well as it tends to be black magic at times. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. Just, oh, you have about seven different inputs on a carb. You have, like <laughs> the slow jet, the main jet, a quarter throttle does this, half throttle does this, and you really need to know what you're doing on them. 
So one thing you said, one of the mods you've done, uh, piqued my interest, and I've never really done this. You said you do the air filter. You put yes. Uh, so you, you put a K and N on. Typically, doesn't have to be a K and N. Just a. I, I like rechargeable because you can clean them more often. I I'll be honest. I I see the price on those. I'm like yeah. But you think it's really worth it? Yeah, yeah. That's, in the future. Um, same thing as I do all the dirt bikes. So, I mean, we haven't touched dirt bike mods that all much, but it's the same thing. Like the 250, um, there's a weld on the header. Grind that down so you get a bit more exhaust flow. And to match it, you need some intake flow. So you put a high-flow filter on it, and you re-jet re it to so get a bit more fuel because otherwise, you're right, you'll lean it out, and it's going to overheat and really melt stuff. So you yeah. put a little bit more fuel. So... It's better to be too rich than too lean. Yes. <laughs> That's because it's in your name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. Is that your motto? Is that on no. your business card? No. It oh. should be. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're saying out out the door, especially here in California, you need to free it up, let it breathe. Well, if you, for example, on your Versus, if mm -hmm. you swap the air cleaner, mm -hmm. it's going to run even leaner. Yeah, it's getting more, more oxygen. oxygen. Doesn't right. the computer? It tries, uh, but they can only go that? so far. They have yeah. standards they have to meet according to CARB, so and they, they can't just go. Blow it up, then be illegal. Yes. Online. Welcome to California. So, so if I want to change out the air filter, I'm gonna have to get a power commander. Um, not necessary. I say it could lean it out more. Uh, if you do the exhaust, it's definitely going to give you more airflow. So it'd have to do both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I would do both, and then you, I, I would recommend a power commander. Okay, but... A power commander on a stock bike would be an improvement. But Rich, your R1 out the door, it's not fast enough? That's why I'm really trying okay. to... There's fast enough top speed, and there's fast enough it's responsiveness about, and cornering. It's not about how fast well, it is, it's how fast it gets there. Well, It's uh, about how comfortable it is, I guess, is what we really The saying. mod I wanted to do on the R1 was get rid, unplug it, mm -hmm. get rid of the catalytic converter. When I got rid of the catalytic converter, the Power Commander 5 wouldn't run off the... Uh, I forget what it's called, what kind of O2 sensor it is. It's a slow speed O2 sensor. So I went and got the Auto Tune. That's another 300 bucks. Okay. So they replaced the stock low performance uh, air sensor with a wide band. And you have to wire it all the way up to the, the, the Power Commander 5, and it automatically adjusts the air while you're riding. So adjust the air fuel ratio while you're riding. Cool. So you don't you you put in a stock map and then you adjust it. It it automatically adjusts as you ride. So um, speaking of air and um, mods such as that, this is one of the things that I've got some interesting opinions or I find amusing um, is all the do-it-yourself modders. Um, so it's the people who you know, think they can outthink the wind tunnel tests and the computer modulations with a sawzall <laughs> on their airbox. <laughs> three by three mod, baby. Yeah, those sort of things. So <laughs> I'm just wondering what you're. It's your only take a matter on of time before we have inspectors who know what they're looking at at the DMV. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now you could you could bring through. So I mean, the people that the DMV have no idea what they're looking at. They yeah. don't. They don't know that if you ripped your cow can off or not. Um, 
but it's only a matter of time. I, I recently just registered my uh, Jaster at the DMV, and since it's a Nevada bike, it not only doesn't run like crap, but it means that I had to get it inspected, and luckily the guy doing the inspection has probably no idea what a catalytic converter looks like, so the they're fact only that... There, they're only there to check bins. Right. The yeah. fact that it has a mid-pipe and no cat, you know, isn't a big deal now, but it probably will be in the future. But say yeah, about you're going to be grandfathered you know, in if there's anything that changes. No. No. That's not what happened with all the with with the previous one. They can retroactively declare yeah, it illegal. They, you got to fix it. You know. They uh, they declared all of the non-stock exhaust add-ons for motor for for cars and trucks. You had to go get one that was specifically approved by California. Was this for SB four thirty five? This was the well. The, when when Carb got its authority, I don't know if that was the, the SB four thirty five was the uh, twenty thirteen plus model. Is you can't modify the exhaust in any way ever at all. No, this is uh, if if you have if you put an aftermarket exhaust on a car on a four wheel vehicle in California, Far can. <laughs> it has to have a specific line item exception from Carb, not. That car bans them. They have to have submitted the, uh, not only that that item is uh, authorized, but it must be authorized for that make and model of vehicle. But that's four wheel vehicles, and I don't but, care. But it's what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> yeah, we're losing <laughs> listeners here. No, when they did that, when they when they rat retroactive that, they're going to do it for bikes. They've been talking about that. Right. It's, it's not I mean, here yet. It's, it's a battle to fight. It's, you, you they fight tried it. once. Already. I know they're trying, yeah. but not. They, they, they've tried, tried more than once. They've tried many times. Well, and the Harley market is not helping us. <laughs> so or Harley market. Rich, about how much money <laughs> do you spend after you buy the bike to do all these upgrades? A lot. Uh, the exhaust alone was twenty five hundred dollars. Oh. Is it but full it's system? All, it's titanium and carbon fiber. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a slip on. Oh, wow. 2500 bucks for slip-on is pretty steep. Well, got rid of the catalytic converter, replaced the plug with a, a pipe, yeah. and put uh, carbon fiber cans on it. I love it because they don't get hot. Nice. Oh. You can, mm. things running for an hour, you can reach up and grab the cans. Nice. <laughs> just so, grab the cans, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, since you're the you other... <laughs> Performance dude here. I mean, um, I'm a sport bike rider. What it, so you got this new Jixer. Yeah. What's been done to it? What are you going to do to it? What's it need? Well, the thing is, I really don't care that much about mods. I usually try and buy bikes that already have them on them since I buy used. Are you going to get the um, spike? Uh, yeah, I got to get, I gotta get spike bar ends and a wheelie bar. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, you can extend the swing arm? <laughs> I, like, um, I bought it with. Uh, K&N air filter, uh, LSL frame sliders, Puig windscreen, uh, let's see, uh, Yoshimura can, mid-pipe, um, it's got some power 2CT tires, fender eliminator, and... Does that, does that come stock, or did you put that on? Fender did, eliminator? Did that, the guy put it on? Oh, uh, this is all stuff that the guy put on. I just bought it this way. I haven't modified it in any way at all, um... But th that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Um, it, you know, I don't know whether we can consider stuff like frame sliders or performance mod, but that's something I really want to have. Um, I don't think I would do anything to it. So I think it's good just the way it is. You know, I, I don't have any problems with it. If there's something that's pissing me off, maybe I'll change it. Maybe I'd get rear sets if I have the money. I'll tell you what you need to do. What? You need to go do a track day. 
<laughs> and then you need to take it to Rich and let him assess it. I do and want then, to track my Jixer. And then you need to take it to Phil and let him set it up. Who is Phil? Phil Douglas, the suspension. Oh, right. Aftershocks guy. He's yeah. the suspension guru. Yeah. I do want to get it set up. The guy who owned it before me weighed like 300-something pounds. So. Dude, you must be... <laughs> Start eating cookies. We, Nock and I uh, scaled it down, and I took it up Highway 9, and it runs great. The suspension's so much better than my CVR. It's going to uh, be even better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take it to um, Phil. Take it to Jason. Take it to... Yeah. Somebody who knows their stuff. When I'm done paying off all the money I borrowed to you buy know, every it, every once in a while up at Alice's, they have free suspensions. Uh, really? Really? <laughs> free. No, maybe it's not free. Maybe it's like five or ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the guys will do free. a baseline for you do for they, like yeah. twenty bucks. They actually work on your bike. They don't just tell you how. No, you is it in there? You have to sit on it. They take yeah. the static and then they adjust all the suspension. Oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really the summertime. Yeah, uh, I think if you look at the Doc Wong. Um, oh, it's Doc Wong. Yeah. He usually organizes it, and I've been up there a couple times. Seen cool. it. It's fun. You ride up there, get, get your suspension set, and get yeah. The, Right about. Rich, or not Rich, but uh, Phil. Phil came here one time. I think you yeah, were he came here twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was like forty bucks, and I'll, I'll adjust your bike. That's, that's a bargain. Oh, that's that it. was like right uh, after I wrecked well, my Ninja, and you, I was putting sprockets yeah. on it, and I missed it. He did that for us. Just the quick. He, I think he used a matchstick. Oh. And maybe yeah. a dead chicken. Oh, yeah, was something there something like that. swung around his head? Some nail polish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So one thing we didn't cover on this because I'm saving it for its own podcast that hopefully Rich will come back for sure. is tires because mm-hmm. I know that makes a world of difference. Yes, it does. Yeah. So that's why we skipped that because we want to have a whole conversation about tires. Oh, can we yeah, just one touch? of the phrases I use, sorry, is uh, new tires, new bike. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just touch on like the the what light brake rotors, light drive rotors, light chains that everybody tries to get you to buy. Oh, uh, different cams, different... Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, is I there mean, anything I, you don't you say is a waste of money? You know, for street, not for track. I, I would say... Like maybe three or four ounces on a rotor. I mean, does that really make that much of a difference I, I have in one. the long run? That's unsprung weight, so it does make a difference because yeah. you're affecting the gyros. So As well as the suspension. Yeah. So... I think uh, things that are really useless, especially on the street, are uh, no-cut frame sliders because they don't work. So people who have no cuts, they're good for drops, but not about anything else. So yeah, um, just drill them yourself. Don't fender be lazy. eliminators. Kind of pointless. Fender eliminators yeah, I mean, are not pointless because the stock license plate holders are like giant floppy dildos. Like they suck. <laughs> Nobody wants that hanging off the back of your bike, and they keep doing it, and they make them bigger and uglier every year. <laughs> okay. I, I, I guess, I mean, I'll say, I, 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 yeah, maybe I'll look at what I could do with my bike. It's, I, I've just always thought a lot of it is malarkey, but I, I trust you. I respect you, and you spend a lot of money on stuff, though. I, I think I'm doubting the whole $2,500 exhaust. Yours wouldn't be $2,500. Yeah. How did you yeah. get that past your wife? I don't know. I negotiated with the price of the bike when I bought it. That's the When you go to buy a bike, negotiate the accessories. Yeah. Yep. They should get out the door. Like 20% off or something. Oh, they almost give them away. 
they want to sell the bike, they'll give you yeah. a free exhaust. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cheaper than buying it on the bike oh, already man. installed than just Do- buying it and doing it yourself. No. And, then you get yeah. it and if you're no, buying you. used, yeah, uh, they don't can put pay it on, for the extra. I like extras. to put it on myself. Yeah. I just negotiate it. I go, ship it to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. That's actually with, on the accessories and aftermarket. Uh, we did also didn't cover any of the um, oh, engine internal Eurotech. Turtech. Oh, Farkles. I mean, that, <laughs> well, no, I, so I, I had a, a guy who has almost the identical bike to mine, mm-hmm. and uh, he weighs, because he went and weighed his also, it's almost 50 pounds heavier. All those little... The, Cup the, holders. All the little guards and the... Clip-on fan. Clip-on, well... <laughs> 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 but they're all good. Like, Cup warmers. Is he in menopause? <laughs> yeah. One thing about tires, though, I'd like to say. Yeah. Big knot on tires. Don't use Dyna beads. That's the oh, stuff yeah. you pour in the valve. Oh. Little ceramic beads. You what pour in. A, so not fix a flat stuff, but it, no, it, it's it's a balancer. So you don't have to balance your tire. You just oh, take this. They're like those tiny like, ball bearings, and the they're real small floors. ceramic ball bearings. And you just put, take your uh, valve stem out, your Schrader valve, mm-hmm. and you just pour it in like filling up a BB gun. And it it's a dynamic balance. But when you go to change the tire, those beads come out all over. <laughs> yeah, the I have not heard of these actually. And, see, and they actually, your tire I have my my Coats tire changer, and it jammed up the mechanism uh, all those beads got underneath all the oh the, the i thought the slime was bad enough but no the slime is fine it's the slime i love the slime really? is so easy to clean up yeah okay i just oh, I've, well there you go yeah there you go slime i always okay, avoided beads, slime no. because Dina beads don't put those damn beads in there oh okay here's one um what's your opinion on the people who use nitrogen instead of um regular air for their tires and for everything that's okay if you got a supply of nitrogen costco See, you go you to Costco, buy Costco deflate them, it's and inert. Inflate it, right there. it won't mm-hmm. expand and contract expand as much. Yeah. The molecules are bigger, so they don't leak as fast. Yeah, that yeah. too. So, um, but in terms of value, you know, the the tire guys do so much research on the tires that they put on the road. I don't think you have to worry about anything. Okay, that's my maybe opinion. we'll revisit that on yeah. the tire podcast. Well, that kind of wraps it up. I um, appreciate you coming, Rich. Sure. Um, I'll come back for the tires. Please, because <laughs> you are our tire guru. And, yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, Doug, you want to tell people yeah. how they can reach us? If anybody wants to reach us, please email us. We're open to read your questions, answer your questions. Uh, we do take requests. Uh, email us if you want a T-shirt. They are for sale for 20 bucks. We will ship them to you. You can reach us, yeah. You can reach us uh, on facebook.com slash Recycle Santa Cruz. Our our email is RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com is our website. Also, we have a YouTube page, which is... I don't know. I don't know. It's Recycle Santa Cruz. Cruz. It's Recycle Santa Cruz. I believe. And you can also check out my YouTube page. It's Tenebris Abyss. Tenebris abreast. You can see him being a sick and jigsaw. Is that abreast as in like the snip? No. no. Yeah, I know. That's where I sick got to. Sick bomb abreast. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for participating. So we are out. This is Liza. Doug. Justin. Lucas. Rich. Donut. Adrian. We out. Go, go. Go, go.